Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we diving into today? Well, Yemi, we are diving into our book that we are using with Unlocking Wisdom through the Book of Proverbs. Today, we will be covering the grind of domestic disharmony. This will be taking place from Proverbs 24, 19, 21, and 25. And it begins, By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established, and by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Proverbs 19 verse 13 says, A foolish son is destruction to his father, and the contentions of a wife are a constant dripping. Proverbs 21 verses 19 to 20 says, It is better to live in a desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. There is precious treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man swallows it up. And... Proverbs 25 verses 23 to 24 says, the north wind brings forth rain and is backbiting tongue and angry countenance. It is better to live in a corner of the roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Amen. Amen. Now, (laughs) what I find really interesting about all of these Proverbs is that they all talk about the vexation of a woman, the contention (laughs) of a woman, the wrath of a woman, which means that you do not mess with a woman, (laughs) that your disharmony in a household has to come from a happy wife or happy woman or happy female, because she is the one that holds the household, I think, together. This is what I get from this. She's the one that places the love and the nourishment and the care. So if she is dealing with discontentment, then it permeates the entire household. So in order to have harmony in a household, I think it's important for the main source, which is the woman, to be happy. (laughs) This is what I feel and take from it. I mean, in this series, it's called The Grind of Domestic Disharmony. And I think that this causes domestic disharmony. Like even in the first one that we read, it says by, which was Proverbs 24 verses three to four, it says, by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So a good home, a home that has harmony, has all of these pleasant things. But the minute that there is discontentment, then everything starts to break down. That foundation is no longer um, is no longer strong. Yeah, I mean, there's a saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> but I mean, I think the reason why woman is used so much is because Solomon was talking to his sons or was talking to men. But this, I think this can apply equally to men and women, right? Like nobody wants to live in a house where the other person is angry and upset. It just makes it very contentious. I mean, the last proverb that Philia read, it's better to be on the corner of a roof <laughs> than, than someone 
is contentious. And right. we all know that. We know that we enter a room and you know the energy is wrong. Or someone enters the room and the energy is negative. Right. When people feel angry or frustrated, you kind of feel it. It kind of like reverberates from them and it can change the atmosphere. And nobody likes that. And so when Solomon is given this advice, author first tells us what we need to make our home harmonious. And then he says, like, listen, nobody wants to live in a acrimonious home. This is not cool. I know personally, I'd rather be by myself (laughs) than be frustrated in my home. I do not want to not come home. I do not want to come home and not speak. (laughs) Um, Like if I had a partner here, I wouldn't want to be in such a vexing situation that it would wind up like what? Divorce or just hating each other and arguing. And that's just not the household we want. Right. But Solomon agrees, right? How Solomon is saying the man who had many, 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 many wives <laughs> probably <laughs> is very knowledgeable about what this <laughs> harmony looks like in a home. So he's giving advice about what a good harmonious home looks like. Because we know that when you're home, and if, if you don't experience this harmony, you know we have all those people who are like, everything is great. I post on IG, we love each other, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Well, if you have these characteristics in your home, then you probably have disharmony or discord. You have sarcastic infighting, put downs, stares, withering stares, deafening silence, Mm -hmm. volatile explosions of anger, emotional brutality, even physical abuse. These are signs of disharmony in the home. And none of us want that. It's First of all, it's not even wise to live like that because it spreads. We, so when we talked about discontent, it spreads from one person to the community. Then you take it on your job and you're angry and you're frustrated. If you do not know how to deal with your frustrations at home, you probably don't know how to de- deal with frustrations with other people. And this doesn't just have to be your spouse. It could be your kids, whoever is living in your home. We know that the teenagers go through these hormones and they're angry with their parents all the time. We know that's the classic sign. But if the parent knows how to create a harmonious home, how to deal with that, then that child wouldn't be so frustrated and not be able to deal with their emotions that they're going outside and doing something violent or terrible. Right, right. Because we live in a world where this is happening a lot. Absolutely. You know, um, I thank you for mentioning that, Yemi, because uh, again, it's your goal to make sure that your house, the atmosphere in your home is is also conducive for harmony. Because when you do think of the blaring, you know, whistles, the pots, the pans, the door slamming, the TVs, but like so much noise, there's, there's, there's the physical, then there's that internal noise as well, where you can't shut anything out. You, every room that you go into, there is zero harmony, zero peace. So how can there be peace in the home when you can't even find peace within yourself? So I think that in this case, Solomon is really, really talking to his sons to make sure that they, it is their moral duty and obligation and physical duty to make sure that their homes are peaceful. Again, God cannot operate out of chaos. Mm. So if the homes are chaotic, then where does God fit in that, right? I mean, calling on to him helps, but you have to be able to establish some type of foundation where you could have have the presence of God at all times. You know, like 
Some people decide that they want to have a prayer room, for instance, right? Or a corner where they can always use that as that is their place of peace. No one can disturb them when they're there. It is off limits to those who can come in. I think it, it sets those boundaries. So if you start to do that in your own home, you are setting that boundary and you're setting that um, that precedence to make sure that this home is only operating out of peace and not out of chaos because God does not function in chaos. <laughs> yeah, I think it I think when you're operating in chaos, you don't get to focus on God because right. you're so busy trying to fix everything right. that you're you're and you're angry and you're frustrated and and so now you're doing things that are not great because everybody acts out of frustration. Mm -hmm. We snap at people. We're short with people. We we stop talking. I know I'm a good one who just will ignore you Mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm sarcastic in fighting. I will, I will be very sarcastic um, because I'm petty, petty, petty. (laughs) Um, So these are not the characteristics that you want in your home, right? Right. Because you want a peaceful home. You want a happy home. And so the author tells us that there are certain ways that we can achieve a harmonious home home. And we can look at the first Proverbs reading versus uh, Proverbs 24 verses three to four, when it says, by wisdom, a house is built. So he's telling us already that we need to be wise. And what does that look like in a home? It kind of looks like being thoughtful and listening and making sure that you have discernment that's beyond superficial. You need to know when things are not great, (laughs) right? And you need to know how to address it. So to be wise is not just, oh, she's having a bad day. I'll leave her alone. No, ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your child, what's going on? Is everything okay? I noticed that, um, that you're angry. If you don't want to talk about it now, let's talk about it later, but make sure that you're addressing the issue. And that's how you can be wise. This is what a house is built off. People who want to look in on each other, people who want each other to grow and to be peaceful and harmonious. Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do is have understanding. It says by understanding it is established. Mm-hmm. So you build your foundation with wisdom and then you establish it by understanding. Mm-hmm. And that understanding is very simple. Know the boundaries. Know the boundaries. <laughs> know, the right. boundaries know how to work together. Mm-hmm. Know, know what needs to be done. A lot of times I see that people don't really communicate well with one another. They have these expectations. Well, you should have known. I hear that a lot. I've even heard that in my household. You should have known. Like my parents parents say, you should have known. I'm like, I'm a child. How would I have known if you didn't tell me? Like it's your responsibility to to tell me. me, So you have to make sure that you're verbally communicating. Verbally communicating is not your strong point. Write it down. (laughs) Put it on the fridge. Do dishes. Don't come home and be angry. You didn't do the dishes. Like we don't want to build a house that's like contention by way of yelling and being coercive or being angry. We want to establish foundations that are expressive and communicative in a way that encourages people to do things or like even nobody wants to do chores, but you know what? These are things that you need to talk about, right? Right. No matter who you're living with, everybody has to chip in. So communicate that's teamwork, having understanding. 
another thing Proverbs says, and by knowledge, the rooms are filled. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. What knowledge that the rooms are filled? You know what that means that you're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. You're willing to learn from each other. You're willing to talk to one another, communicate with each other. And the same thing with the boundaries. Like, you know what someone's boundaries are. Like, if someone's going through something, you're like, okay, I know they don't want to talk about it right now, but you need to talk about it, right? They need to express it. They need to deal with it. This is how a home is established as peaceful. It will be contentious at times, but if you're dedicated to being wise, to being having understanding and having knowledge of each other, everyone, knowing everyone's differences and how to address those differences, I really truly believe you can have a harmonious house. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Uh, 80% of the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned um, about filling the home with knowledge because that's all part of teamwork. And if everybody plays their part and no one slacks kind of like the, the, the previous proverb that when we talked about the way the ant is always a goal, like they all work in unison, they all work together for a common goal. That's how you create harmony. You know, no one is out doing opposite from that plan. And the plan is to make sure that it's a well-oiled machine. Your home must operate that way. You see dishes, okay, you on dish duty, you're on vacuum or floor duty, you're on dog walking duty, you're on cat litter, (laughs) pooper scooper duty, you know, you're on food duty, whatever the case might be. Garbage day is out. You know, everyone is working together because you all live together. You all want to represent your home because your home is a reflection of who you are. And they, there's a saying that says charity begins at home. What you do at home is what you would do on the outside. So you keep your home well, well kept. It's not in disarray. It's not in disaccord. It's neat. It's sound. There's prayer. Then that's a home that you can relish. That's a a home that you can show others to say, this is a great example of what a godly home, because it's a clean, you know, a, a home that is clean. It's a home that has all of the attributes that almost make it holy in a sense. And I think that's where, you know, where it stems from the idea that cleanliness is godly. Um, I like that you kept saying home because Proverbs tells you that this is how a house is built, right? Mm. So you build your house, but how do you make it a home, Mm. right? So you want to take it to the next step. Like, you know, you need these ingredients. Like everybody knows, right? Right. To be successful in your your partnerships, you need to communicate with each other. You need to have understanding. You need to listen. We know these foundations, but why is it that people don't do it? Why is it that they come to a point where where they become contentious with one another, where they're arguing, where they're either arguing or not talking to each other? Correct. So now you're taking, you're making your home less of a home. Nobody yeah. wants to be there. You want to be in a home where you feel comfortable, right. where it's yours, where you feel heard, where you feel seen. And I like that you mentioned with the foundation, because if your foundation is God and you're seeking the wisdom of God, then you're already doing these things because this is wisdom, right? They already told you what you need to do. Right. But you it's not just knowing, it's actually practicing. practicing. And you get to you get to be the example. Even if and for example, myself, even if I want to be petty betty, <laughs> I don't get anywhere by being petty. I have to be a better example right. so that I can show that this is what I want. Um 
maybe by being positive, a positive change be the change you want to see. It affects the other people in the home, right? When they see that you're not going to be reactive, that if someone says something that you don't like, you say, listen, that really hurt my feelings. I don't like it. The way you communicate with mm-hmm. each other, the way you love each other, everyone sees this. People, your your children see this. I think that's the most important thing is that your children see and hear everything. Right. So what example are you giving them about what a home looks like? Right. I, I like what you said, Yami, where you have to be the change you want to be or you that you want to see, right? Because you have to lead by example, because how do you exemplify what good behavior is? If you don't actually do those things, how do you expect your children to follow suit? Because they look to you. I mean, even when you think of the animal kingdom, like just simple things as a dog would teach their pup, you know, their new pup what to do, or, you know, a cat would teach their new kitten what to do. I mean, this is how they exemplify or or exhibit great be or good behavior because they want their 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 offspring to practice the same thing. So to expect your child to say, oh, well, you know better, you know, you should have washed the dishes. Yes, it's true. After when you do know things, then you're responsible for that knowledge, but it is the parents' job for them to teach, yeah. you know? So, so I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that. Right. You teach your children and you teach your partner, you teach your partner how right. to love how you, to love how you. to talk yeah. to you. And It's not going to be easy, right? Like we Mm -hmm. say these things like, uh, oh, you have to do this and everything will be good. And everybody was singing Kumbaya and dancing. You'll be doing the Jerusalem dance and posting to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right, The point is Mm -hmm. that you learn along the way, right? You learn what people like and don't like. Mm -hmm. You know what works and doesn't work, but you have to be accountable. And I think that's what the teamwork is. Like it's a team. One person can't be doing the work. Everyone has to do the work, right? You know what didn't work last time and then you make progress. And you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a setback if something didn't work because you want this to be a home. You want your home to be successful. You want to have a home that is peaceful, that you enjoy coming to, that you enjoy seeing. Imagine you having a hard day and you're like, you know what? I just don't want to go home. Mm. Right, right. I think that sitting was in a, your car right, downstairs, sitting in your car, <laughs> going to a bar to drink, right, right like right. coming home late when everyone is asleep because you just don't want to talk to anyone. There, yeah. Like I've been, there I know what that felt like. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Kid you not, I went to summer school in college because I did not want to be home. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the rules. I didn't like. I just didn't like how I was being treated. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in college where things were. Fun. <laughs> I felt happy and I felt at peace. Like I wanted to, I wanted a peaceful situation. I didn't want a contentious situation. You'll be 25 and they still teach you like you five. As long as you leave in my house. 25, 8 p.m. curfew. Like, right. like you know, where are you things, coming from? It's 9 a.m. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's kind of like you don't live in a place where it's harmony, where it's cohesive, but you have to adjust and adapt and you have to be invested in progress. Absolutely. Or everybody. everybody. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I love that. I love that idea of being invested in progress because together that makes for the foundation to be strong. You know, I mean, the idea that no man is an island, we all need each other. We all Mm. have to be each other's keeper. We all have to be accountable for each other. The minute you see somebody going wayward, you have to, you know, hey, hey, 
you know, that's not the way, or, you know, I got you, or you don't need to go that direction. I think that's what keeps that, that, that makes the accountability even greater when we know that if one, if there is a weak link, it will cause destruction in this entire unit. So we got to make sure that link is also as strong. That's, that is a very important part, part. Like you acknowledge what is not working. That's such a great mode because if you acknowledge what is not working, what Mm -hmm. that weak link is, then you can actually work on it. But Mm -hmm. there has to be that willingness, right? right? Like this is how the rooms are filled with knowledge, right? right? You learn from each other Mm -hmm. and you learn in a way where you want each other to grow. You want to encourage everyone to be better Better, or to be at least in a cohesive unit because Things got to get done, right? Like, <laughs> no matter what. They can't stop. be one person doing everything. Right. It's going to be hard. They're going to be frustrated. They're going to be angry. Right. Everyone has to have roles, but how do you define these roles? Right. It may take a couple of turns to figure out what, what's best for someone, right. what works for someone. Not everybody's time is your time, right? Like you want <laughs> things done your time, but if it gets done... That's okay. Maybe right. sometimes, you know, if it's not negatively affecting you, if it's negatively affecting you, then you got to express, Correct. you got to express it in a way that the hearer can hear and receive. Right. So this is how knowledge builds, builds this foundation, fills your room because each, each turn, each situation you're in, you're learning each other. Right. You're learning how to express it. Express, express yourself to each other and how to deal with each other. Right. You know each other's weakness and it's not to know someone's weakness to exploit it and make right. fun of it and point Very at important. it. It's to compensate right. because it's like, well, I know they're weak here, so I'm going to compensate. Right. I'm weak here, they're going to compensate. Right. This is the yin and the yang. This is how Love a it. cohesive unit works, yeah. but it takes time. It does, it does. And it, you have to have a willing spirit, spirit. to take this into the next level. I, I love this, uh, Yemi. I, you know, even would give a great example. Uh, the other day, I think, uh, you know, uh, Noah and Nava, we, I think they were getting their locks retwisted and I stepped out and I came back and your, Nava was like, oh, Noah was trying to choke me. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I was like, come outside. I was like, why would you put your hands on your sister? Well, she was annoying. I was like, and you don't think that you're annoying. You don't think that that is, that's not warranted to put your hands. I was like, because you're showing her indirectly that it's okay. One for a man to put hands on her, but for two, you're her brother. You're supposed to be protect her. Now you're doing completely opposite from what we're teaching you. You don't do that. I was like, and, and you're in public. I was like, what do you think people would think about your upbringing, if they see you treating your sister in that manner, you know, but it's that type of thing that I'm trying to also instill in him as an older brother, as being accountable for his sister and also for her not to disrespect her brother as well. Not that it was warranted, but at the same time, you also have to show him respect, you know, too. So it's doing that and constantly drilling that whenever there is an opportunity to teach that and to instill that in them, I consistently do that because I want it to be second nature. I want it to be habitual that you know you do not enter the car until your sister is safely in her seatbelt and then you close the door and things like that. No matter how many years apart, they're only four years apart, but I want him to know that that is the thing to do because then that spills over into his relationship with women or into relationship with his mother, into relationship with his, you know, with other, other people in his life. So, and the same with Nava understanding that this is not acceptable. And I think that this is how you start to, to build that, 
in in a home using those examples as teachable moments you know so it was just I, a testimony. I, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. you you always have the best um, thank you. testimonies <laughs> i i I love that you're making all of this a teachable moment. And it's not a just just about like, this is wrong and disciplining. I think sometimes right. we're so frustrated at, at the act that we, we react right. as opposed to being actively involved in creating this lesson right. and explaining how this spills over into other situations. Right. Because it's one thing to say, don't do that, stop. But it's it's another to explain why you don't do that and what it looks like in the future and right. to have these com- um, conversations so they can have considerations. Right. It's great to have knowledge that's applicable. applicable it's yes. personal. And I think that's such a great way to, to, mm-hmm. to, to fight against this harmony because it makes you accountable, not only for your actions, but the other person in your, in your, your household. Right. Right. I, I love that lesson. Thank you. Amen. Um, Amen. And I think that's a, a, a great way to like have everybody think about some things um, about their household. So what I want everyone to think about, and we're going to talk about this on the live. Yes, so I, I want to know how you're practicing this mm-hmm. is how well do you know all the members of your household, right? Mm-hmm. Like really great think question. about it. Even if you, if, even if you live alone, Right. Think about the members of your, your family, family, right? Like your immediate family. How well do you know each other? Right. Write each person's name down mm-hmm. and then study them. Right. And don't focus on the negative, right? Because that's very easy. <laughs> we always easy. say yeah. that it's so easy to focus on the negative. Right. But instead, write what their strengths are. Mm-hmm. Write what their characteristics are that, that you like. And if you don't really know them, it's time to ask them open-ended questions. What do you like? What don't you what don't you like? What are your plans for the future? Like what causes you fear? What do you what are your hopes and your dreams? I love to ask this. If you um, could do anything, if you can change anything in your life and be somebody, who would it be? What does that look like? And observe each other, right? Like I, I talk about this when when dating, right? Like I observe the person that I'm dating very well. Like I look at how they interact with other people. I I, I listen when they're having conversations with their family members because you know this is the way they're going to treat you. Correct. This is the way they're going to lead your. I mean, for me with a man, this is how they're going to lead your households, yeah, right? right. If they're bossy and commanding and demanding, if they're inflexible, that's their characteristic. They're not going to change for you. Does that work for you? Can you deal with it? Do you want someone who's bossy? Some people love that, right? Right. Like Like, you think about all these things. So observe your family members, your your, your, um, your core unit and uncover their hidden talents, their interests, their skills. I want to know, I want you to pick two people Two people from your household to do this, mm-hmm. to learn more. Maybe someone that you know the least amount about. Right. Take them time to observe, observe them, interact with them, ask them these open-ended questions, learn more about them. Because when you have, when you fill your rooms with knowledge, it becomes more peaceful. Because now I, I know you, I know that you just I always say, I know this person's character, so it doesn't matter what they say. Like, mm-hmm. I know their character. Right. I know this person is in a bad season. I know this person was just triggered by these. You learn these things. You learn what not to do, what not right. to say to people. It's important that we learn each other. This is how we can 
move into harmony. harmony. Move from disharmony into to harmony. harmony. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love this. this was a great um, discussion yes, and I'm really looking forward to practicing mm-hmm. and learning what other, what you all have learned about your core family members by doing this exercise. Mm-hmm. How do you create harmony in your home? And if you have disharmony, what are you going to do about it mm-hmm. starting right now? All right. Well, can't wait to hear more about it. Right. Stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the importance of fighting against domestic disharmony through the lens of Proverbs. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements. Then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to be announced that we will be back next week with another podcast in this season of Unlocking Wisdom Through the Book of Proverbs. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday Live on YouTube tonight, September 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Don't forget to put another note in your faith box or jar this week. The faith box, or what I'm calling God's good gifts, is a box where we put our weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or any good news. At the end of the year, we will open our boxes to review the contents, which reminds ourselves of God's presence in our life year round. It's okay if you're not consistent weekly and it's not too late to start. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal and just for you. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we also believe our prayers are strengthened in number, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your blessings. Matthew 18, 20 says, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome you into our lives, not just today, but daily. You are our sovereign Lord, our King, and we thank you for your guidance, for your protection and your wisdom. Oh, Father God, we ask you for the wisdom to have a harmonious home. We ask you to help us fight against infighting. We ask that you um, help us to fight against disharmony and discord and contention in our home. We know that you want us to have a harmonious house, a house built on love and righteousness. Isaiah 32, 18 says, my people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Father, we we pray these blessings over our lives, that we will have peaceful habitation and secure dwellings dwellings. Father, we do not want disharmony. The disharmony that produces anger and resentment does not honor you, God. We want to honor you in our living situations. Proverbs 3.33 says, the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but bless, he blesses the dwellings of the righteous. Father, create in us a righteous spirit. Father God, help us become, become more aligned to your word and your will and your way in 
our interactions, in our relationships, in our home, which spills out into the world. Father, help us to build a community surrounded by goodness and love and grace, the same grace and mercy you show us daily in our lives. Psalms 91, 1-2 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Oh, Father God, let our homes be a dwelling in the shadow of your majesty. Let us reflect Christ-like love in everything we do. And let us let the Holy Spirit convict us whenever we go astray. Put us back on the right path to have love and harmony in the home. Allow us to meet each other at each other's level. Allow us to gain insight and wisdom and understanding of one another. Allow us to have patience. Allow us to protect our dwelling by wanting to actively work to better our home situation. Let us not be resolved or resigned to infighting and backbiting, silence, sarcasm, unkind words. Instead, let us fight against these things so that we may be better to each other and act in love of one another so that our home is not a home of wickedness, but a home of righteousness, a safe place, a dwelling where we want to return to, a dwelling where we feel safe and comfortable, just like in the shadow of the Almighty. Proverbs 24, three to four says, by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with precious, pleasant riches. Father, let us build our homes with precious and pleasant riches. Let us foster understanding of one one another. Let us learn and have knowledge of one each other and let us be cooperative with one another. Finally, Colossians 3, 14 says, above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So Father God, allow us to have harmony, perfect harmony in our homes by loving one one another, understanding one another, listening to each other and giving grace to one another. I thank you for your lessons. I thank you for the wisdoms that we glean from Proverbs. And I thank you for everyone listening. Oh, Father God, we love you. And we know that you love us. We ask that you build in us a spirit of love and harmony and peace that we spread in our personal relationships and and whomever we encounter so that they know that Christ dwells within us and in our home. We thank you. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, and most importantly, your love. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And in Matthew 18, 19, it says, if at least two of us agree on anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into this prayer um, prayer with agreement when we say amen and amen and amen together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We love you and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.